millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm your co-host, Krusty, and I'm here with Fisher. Hello. Keeney's pied is off again today. So you've got the two real crown jewels of Recharge Wrestling. Absolutely. Two remaining gems. Um, Keeney's fine. He's just otherwise busy, I suppose. (laughs) So what we're going to go over today, we are going to be talking about some exciting news that we've found out from the world of wrestling. We're going to be talking about AEW, which includes Winter is Coming and Rampage. We're then going to go on to talk about SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. So, some exciting news this week. Um, we have heard that Kevin Owens has re-signed his contract with WWE. And I know, Fisher, you're a huge Kevin Owens fan, so this must be some real good news for you. Yeah, I was going to say it's exciting depending on what viewpoint. There are a lot of people who are excited about him leaving and going to AEW if you're an AEW fan. But for me, I'm happy I re-signed for uh, WWE. I tweeted it on our Twitter account because so for me at the moment AEW have signed a lot of people and I think they're going to get more coming in. I mean, we'll get to it later, but I'm pretty sure Carlo Riley's arriving next week and I, I can see maybe Johnny Gargano going there now he's left WWE. So that, And there's already a stacked roster there that they were able to take people. They don't really need Kevin Owens right now, whereas WWE cannot afford to keep losing top stars and Kevin Owens for me is one of the top stars they've got now. Um, so and I've, I've heard he is getting paid like he is getting a serious deal so um, from what I from what I've read and a three-year deal so three more years as long as he doesn't get cut of course hopefully he won't because he's you know he's one of the top guys um, but yeah I'm, I'm very happy about it because I, I like him he makes WWE more enjoyable and I think I if he went as well as some of the other guys they've lost in the last sort of year people like Bray Wyatt Alistair Black that I was big fans of obviously Brian um, that's just from the main roster. You know, there's some NXT guys. There's others they've released, but those guys are sort of really favourite guys of mine. Um, if Kevin Owens had gone as well, that's a massive blow in terms of the quality of characters and, and wrestlers they're losing. No, I agree. It, I think if um, you'd have asked me this question six months ago, maybe even less, maybe three months ago, I don't think I'd have been too fussed at all. But now... Where we'll talk about it a bit more soon, but where Kevin Owens is now being thrust into the limelight again, he's doing some fantastic work, and I just love heel Owens. So yeah, <clears throat> that's where I want to see him. And I completely agree with the AEW statement. I think if he was in AEW, he'd, he'd be used some, sort of similar to Alistair Black, uh, Malachi Black, where it's amazing, but he's not there all the time. 
he's he's a top guy, but he's not the top guy. And I think as the roster becomes bigger and more liquidated, he'd really struggle to to get yeah, that line right. And as you say, WWE really needs top stars at the moment. And I think they're, they're getting it right. So if they lost him, they, they may really struggle. So yeah, yeah good news from a research point of view. Yeah, and he and he um he went on a podcast with one of the um the French commentary team. Um obviously Owen speaks French, uh being Canadian, and um translated into English. He was sort of giving reasons as to why he stayed. It was quite interesting. And uh, he was talking about how it's the best decision for him and his family, and he feels part of the WWE. He spent the majority of his career here now, been that it's been seven years he's been in WWE, believe it or not. And he's basically saying, you know, he can see himself being there in, the, in for the long term, which is is great news for WWE, I think. Um, you know, like I say, they need they need but he to would start say that up. now he's been paid bank. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, if if reports are to be believed, it's to between two and three million a year, which is a lot. Um yeah. A lot for a superstar. Yeah, it's it's a, it's up there, I think. It's up there with the best now. I don't know what he was on before, so it's hard to judge, but that's just I mean, I don't know how accurate that is, but from what I read uh, today. So yeah, you know, great, really, really pleased that he's got a good deal and I'm a happy person. I always get surprised when I hear their wages. I always think they'd be more. I don't I know it's a lot of money. Yeah. You and I, but when you compare it to like footballers and things like that mm. at the top of their game, it, it's the amount they have to travel and things, it's almost seems a bit low. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know what Cena got on people like that at the top of oh, the game. They're, they're, yeah, they're high. But like lower card guys get, some, you know, you'd be surprised at how little they earn in comparison to other like athletes, like you're saying. I suppose like it's a dream job, isn't it? And yeah, they get, they get money from merchandise and things like that. Mm. But yeah, some good news from, from our point of view, certainly. Yeah. From, for me, it's great news. So AW winter is coming. Yes, let's talk about that first. That Did winter like come? Did it ice I over? Mean, <laughs> where where me, do we want to start? Top, first match on? Well, we got to talk about, yeah, the main talking point is the first match um, because it was half the show. It was half the length of the show. And, you know, I've seen polarising opinions on this. A lot of people loved this match, liked, even liked the finish. Um, for me... What did you think going into Winter is Coming? I was excited personally. I thought this is a star match. I was really excited for that match in particular. The rest of the card was fine. Like there was nothing special on it, but that match, I was really looking forward to it. I assumed it would main event the show. I thought personally, I put, if we would, we didn't do predictions because it's a weekly show and not a pay-per-view, but I would have just predicted hangman page winning. I don't think Brian needs people to say, you know, but Brian, Brian doesn't need get hurt from having a defeat to the world champion at all. No, Um, I agree. And he's already drew with Kenny Omega in the past, who was world champion at the time. So for me, Brian getting his sort of first loss would have been the the result I would have predicted. Also, the result I, if I was booking it, I would book because, um, yeah, for me, Hangman retaining it's his first title defense as well. Hangman, so to not win for me is a little bit of a shame. Um, and I really didn't. I I liked, I enjoyed the match. It's a bit long. I don't really like watching matches that are an hour long. Um, it's, it requires a lot of concentration. I prefer sort of half an hour is okay, Max. And then you can have maybe a promo or a, a shorter match, something different. And then, you know, but half an hour, just, uh, an hour of the same two guys, the same story being told. It was great from the performance point of view. Uh, I can't criticize Brian and Hangman. They were fantastic. There were some of the spots in the match were great. But yeah, to get to watch a match for an hour and then it end in a draw for me isn't isn't that great, and it actually took me out of the next 
match or two. And it, you could feel it, the energy sap from the crowd. It was very, I've not heard an AEW crowd as quiet as they were for um, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. Like yeah, it's a shame. This, I feel like uh, they got so into that match. It was so long that they yeah. used all their kind of energy and then they were just kind of drained a bit. Well, it was a bit of a, I suppose if you look at the card after, it is a bit of a come down in terms of talent. Um, yeah. As well as you looked at it now, you think, well, they're going to go all out on this first match and that's why they've done it. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I think the match did go on too long, especially where there was some segments that there was a lot of standing around. I know they have to make up for adverts and allow and sort of, but there was a lot of lying outside the ring and, um, as yeah. much as I enjoyed Brian's sort of showmanship and winding up the crowd when he kept going in and out of the, the ropes, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was good, but also it was done a little bit too much for my liking. Yeah, um, and I, I thought it started very slow. The first 10 minutes of the match were very slow. And if you know, if you'd known that it was an hour match, you'd understand why. But when I was watching yeah. the first 10 minutes, I was like, well, if this is a 20-minute match, first half of this would be quite slow to get going. Like, I was hoping there was a bit more. And obviously we got a lot more and almost too much mm. more in the end. And don't um, get but, me wrong, I love how much AEW give the wrestlers. They actually give us wrestling. They don't yeah. just do five-minute matches like we yeah. get sometimes from other brands. But this, I think, to take an hour when you've got so much other talent, you, you could have had another match in there, another fantastic match put in. Mm. Um, it could have been done, dusted. even in 40 minutes would have been okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, for me, if, even if they did the hour, if Hangman Page hits that lariat and gets a free count, I'm not as down on it because at least then you get a finish. But for an hour to watch an hour, I know they've done it's an old school thing. It used to happen quite a lot in wrestling. Um, WCW did it in that back in the day and other other companies. But for me, I'm not I'm not a massive fan of time limit draws. Um, you know, it, okay, they're not as bad as DQ finishes, count outs, things like that. They're probably not as bad as that. But most DQ finishes you watch or count out finishes, the matches are quite short. So you haven't wasted and invested that much time. That's, that's my issue with it a little bit. Um, well, this is actually my skid mark of the week. Yeah. Um, the finish, mainly because this isn't the first time that we've had a draw by running out of time for Daniel uh, Bra- yeah. <laughs> Daniel Dan- Brandon Brand Brand Danielson. Brian Danielson. <laughs> there we go. We got there in the end. Yeah. Um, Brian Danielson. So we had it with Omega, as you said, on a hot, on a thirty-minute match. That was okay the first time. Yeah, the fact that it thirty minutes again, is yeah. I still wouldn't have wanted it again. It's the same finish. Right. That's that's quite lazy. That, that's, um, and as you say, I think Hangman's damaged by not winning um, his first title defense. And there was a, there was a spot which was so cool, which he definitely should have won it on. And that was where. Uh, Brian jumped on, he sort of jumped and, la- and he caught him on his back and then he went straight into the dead eye. Should yeah. have ended then. Should yeah. have ended then. There's plenty of opportunities. I mean, he did a tombstones, all sorts. Yeah, I mean, there was bits. I mean, Hangman went for a table at one point. There was a label, there was label locks. There was some plenty of submissions yeah. from Brian, which is, you know, he's won loads of matches by using different submissions recently. Um, so there was loads of points where you think, oh, they could win here. And it just, it just went on and on. The wrestling, like I said, the wrestling itself was very good. And as the match went on, it did get better, but it just leaves a little bit of a for me. It's like for me, it's um, it's the match was great, the wrestling was great. It went on twenty minutes too long, and it had a poor finish. Yeah, it's a shame because I was really hyped about this. I think if we listen back to pods previously, I was so excited for this match. Um, Mm. Had a massive fight feel. 
Um, so just just a bit of a shame, and, and I agree, it did take it out of the fans slightly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's just a bit disappointing, really. Um, it wasn't what I expected. It was just the match was what I expected, but the the, the end of it wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, like I say, the match itself. I mean, there were some cool spots in it. We've mentioned a few, but it kind of took me out. Great wrestling, but unfortunately, it tarnishes it by that weird finish. Um, yeah, people. Some people like it. Some people don't. We yeah, don't. I mean that's that's my I mean my issue with a lot of sort of finishes and and stuff in wrestling is when WWE do it, people rightly crap on bad finishes. But I mean, some of the people today saying stuff online, I saw it's just like, well, not everyone's going to like that kind of match and that kind of finish. Not everyone wants to see an an hour draw. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things, and for, for me, it's it's not something I particularly want to see again. And my, my issue with it as well is, you know, the commentators at the end of the match, I think it was Excalibur was saying, you know, oh, you know, it leaves you wanting more. You can't, can't wait to see the next match. The, my issue with seeing the next match is I've seen them wrestle for an hour and they didn't beat each other. So what more can they do? Like if they have now a, te- a 10, 15 minute match and Hangman just wins. It's going to have to be something big, isn't it? The match won't feel as good as the first one. And it will be... It'll feel underbooked because it didn't go long. So. Unless they come out, unless they've really come out the blocks with some real fast pace wrestling, I'd yeah. like to see that because I've seen it with Omega Hangman had had more of that. Yeah, feel. and we know Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan can um, can do that, and I mm. think he could really bring it out of Page. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure they'll have another good rematch, but it just kind of, for me, it didn't leave me wanting more. It was like, oh, I've seen enough now. I've seen him wrestle for an hour. I would have preferred just to seen that match once, had a clean, mm-hmm. had, well, not a clean finish, a finish, a winner. And, and the then match that did get a cleanish finish and definitely did not go on for an hour um, was our man Wardlow. Yeah. Absolutely destroy him, Matt Seidel. Um, yeah, I like well, this. Ward, what I like about Wardlow's matches is he is, I've said it before, you don't get many quick squash matches in AEW and you don't need to do too many, but it makes him no. special because he has really short matches where he just destroys people. Um, I'm looking forward I like to seeing him move forward now. But I still enjoy it and I can't enjoy the, the sort of banter between him and Sean Spears. Yeah, I do quite like that. It's quite weird, but I, I enjoy it. And I'm now looking forward to see what Wardlow can actually do because surely he can't just face someone good and lose. I'm hoping they don't do that. No. Um, I'm worried he's going to go off against Punk or someone and lose. I feel like I... Wardlow might be one of those guys that gets a little bit lost in the shuffle when he goes on his own, but purely because there's so many starters there now. They haven't got many um, big guys, though. No. That actually, they haven't not that are doing guys. anything. I mean, Cage has sort of gone into the middle of nowhere. Um, we got Hobbs, who does a great job, but he's not sort of the main card. He's not scene. pushed a lot, is he? I'd like to push someone like Wardlow, and he's a good wrestler from what I've seen. Mm. I haven't seen him go for a long time, so I don't know what his stamina is like, but I imagine no. he's going to be great. But he doesn't need um, to have, like, he's not the guy to have those, you know, hour long. He's not going to be the hour long draw guy, is he? I don't, want, enough, be the guy I don't want another hour long no, match. He can, but he can have a five to 10 minute good match, I'm sure. And that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, and I think we're also adding to the betrayal. Um, of Wardlow on MJF, the turn yeah. with him again asking Wardlow to pick him up some champagne ready for his victory. So they're just playing into that. AW really like to string these things out, but they see, it seems to work. It really does seem to work. 
yeah, so I mean, the rest, should we talk about anything else in the winter is coming or should we move on to the, the Rampage segment we want to talk about? Should we just talk about the other matches briefly? So we had, and, the, and in the interesting promo as well, interesting promo. So we had um, Hikaru Shido versus Serena Deeb, we mentioned. I thought this match was quite good, but the crowd wasn't particularly into it. I think they were a bit burnt out. The finish, for, for a blood feud, whether it was the third match, the finish was a little bit. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I've taken over um, Salty Sean's role today. He's not here. So I've gone in. I'm going in. You are full negative mode, mode today. I'm not going to be. I'm after, the positivity's after, coming. To be honest, I, I, was ve- I was positive about the actual match. And to be fair, I was positive enough about Wardlow. Um, but Weirdly yeah, this, enough, I think our positivity is coming in the WWE section, which yeah, is. Yeah, one, one AW thing is, is going to be my. Uh, to be fair, getting top marks. So oh yeah, we're we're, we're building we'll to get the positivity. To that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. The the deep match was okay. Ended it was okay. A bit strange, didn't it? Off the turnbuckle and a roll up. Yeah, for for a blood feud like which has been really built up as a third. If first match that would be okay, but third match felt a little bit flat. Um, and then we got the main event of uh, MJF and Dante Martin. I was actually a little bit surprised here because I predicted that MJF wouldn't win it for the third year in a row. Um, but of course, yes, he's keeping that diamond ring. Yeah, maybe of we should see that come in. Ricky Starks, obviously, helping MJF. I wasn't um, too keen on that finish. It's been a very weird night for strange finishes. Yeah, I, I didn't mind this one as much because it, it did make sense in the fact that, obviously. MJF, yeah. Yeah, and he, and he did cost, um, you know, Dante Martin crossed Team Taz. So Team Taz helping MJF. To, to yeah. cost that name, it did make sense, so I didn't mind that too much. My MJF part, always wins like that as well. You know, he does. It is MJF. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about it before I mentioned my favourite part of this match was MJF looking to me like he couldn't beat Dante without cheating, and yeah. I don't like that when you've got one of your top stars who can beat a lot of people and has beaten cleanly. And um, I think. Note where everyone's Jungle Boy, I think he beat he's beaten cleanly. Hangman Page, but I don't know if that was clean. He's beaten a lot of people, you know. Chris he Jericho. Be, I mean, he didn't even look like he could beat him in the middle of the match. It wasn't even like back and forth. He was getting mm. absolutely hammered by Dante. And I think he's an amazing wrestler. I, I think yeah. he's going to the top, Dante. Um, yeah, I was gonna you know. I was gonna say in slightly in its defense, you know, that he has been booked quite strongly recently and they've been pushing him. To so. to make MJF look like he couldn't beat him was a bit strange, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, potentially. Um, but then MJF with his strengths, my favourite part of the match was his promo before. Yes, I was going to say the best part, my actual favourite thing on the whole show was probably his promo. Actually, It's actually more promos than matches. Um, I've really enjoyed a couple of the promos on this show, but MJF's one before, yeah, fantastic. A standout line, he said, um, I, I didn't realise you were, when he was talking to CM Punk, I didn't realise underwhelming matches made you championship material. And I was like, yes, MJF, that is true. Punk is just beating kind of yeah. mediocre people at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, since Derby, we've and said And then he ripped before. him and called him Ryback, which was interesting. Yeah, that was a random... <laughs> random dig at Ryback. Yeah, Ryback actually reacted that to that on Twitter today, I saw. Um, Did he? I can't remember what he said. Yeah, yeah, but Ryback actually... Um, Did he ask to be fed more? <laughs> feed <laughs> me... More. Yeah, it was just a random. The crowd that was such that. a random. It was just really rip. random. I wasn't expecting it. Like they've made, you know, some W. Obviously, they mentioned like the Miz, but uh, the Miz is relevant. He's currently a WWE superstar. To mention Ryback is a bit random. Ryback. Like, I didn't. I didn't mind ago, it though. It? I didn't mind it though. Like, no, it was, I think it was hilarious. To be fair. Uh, yeah, it was quite funny. He um, might as well dig someone out. I liked, around. I liked him as well, saying 
stuff about um you know the city being used to incest or something i can't remember exactly the line now but that was good as well he's yeah, just MJ, savage he's just he's savage, savage. great eddie kingston as well i thought had a really good promo on this show um malachi black had an interesting one it was a bit felt like a bit more like his old wwe stuff um and he's introduced a new ca- he's introducing a new character who we couldn't see who it was um which is interesting in itself. And talking of new characters being introduced as quickly as well, the um, the Adam Cole and Young Bucks promo, Adam Cole's promising to bring them a Christmas present next week that they're going to like. Uh, I saw some eyeball emojis from Kylo Riley on Twitter. So I'm putting to... I didn't know about a non-compete clause. No, because he, he wasn't released. He was... His contract. Oh, does, if the contract runs if contract out, runs out you can go. You can go because Adam Cole literally turned up like the next week, didn't he? His contract mm. ran out. And he wrestled on Takeover, and then within about a week or two, he was on. He was on um, full gear or whatever pay per view it was. Um, we're just going to get an undisputed era reunion. Yeah, I, I think we're getting Kyle. I think we're getting Kyle next week. I really do. Um, I hope he impresses me because on NXT he's been a bit of a flop. Oh, he's. I mean, me. he's he is a great wrestler. Um, he. I loved him. When, when Undisputed Era were together, I do think the solo run flopped though, and I don't. I don't think that's Kyle's fault. I think the character, cool Kyle character, was pretty rubbish. Um, the matches with Kyle were all right. They were quite good actually, but um, NXT was going through a very odd spell at that point. It was kind of in between NXT and NXT 2.0 where they didn't really know what they were doing, like booking. I felt like, um, and then he just teamed with Von Wagner, and no one wanted to see that. I don't think so. No. Exciting times ahead, eh? Yeah, I mean, you've seen how, like you've mentioned it before, Bobby Fish has done well since he's gone to... um, Bobby Fish is my standout, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So if he can do it, I think Kyle O'Reilly can be even better because for me, Kyle is sort of, was the second, the second star of uh, the Undisputed Era. Bobby Fish was probably, Bobby Fish and Roddy Strong were like a little bit below Cole and O'Reilly for me. Cole was obviously the main man. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I want to see more from Cole, but I'll, I'll talk about that more on another another pod. Yeah, yeah, but just interesting. And then, so but our last bit of AEW chat. Let's talk about the man everyone. We have about. before he introduces this. We have. I know it's only been going for one week, but we have a revelation here. <laughs> we already have the same top mark, and yeah. we we hadn't discussed this. We just was talking, and we were like, and I think within seconds we'd said to each other, "That's our top mark." Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we, we had a massive debut on Rampage, didn't we, Fish? Yeah, and this this just massive debut. In it our was, opinion, massive. Well, the thing it, is, it, it's it, been coming for a while. His AEW's had a lot of big debuts, right? They've had Punk wrestle Darby Allen when he wrestled. They've had Brian. They've had other people debut, and and some of the times they've been good. Sometimes they've been a little bit underwhelming. Sometimes they've, oh wow, you know. And Hook debut here was one of them wow moments. His entrance music. The way he came in, yeah, that was he had so his back cool. to he had his back to every like the opponent at the start, like just so cocky. He's really gone into that um, swagger that he seems to have had, hasn't he? Yeah, and I just and for thought, anyone who look, doesn't know, he looks is, awesome. has his son. Yeah, and he's not done it. I mean, he's just been in the background, doesn't he, all the time? Yeah, he's done. You know, he's, stuff, he's been he? in. He's just he chews really, his gum or whatever he's chewing. He just stands there looking cool. Um, yeah, in the background of Team Taz segments, but here we got his debut, and he just looked incredible i thought his wrestling here was amazing it was suplexes it was you know it was was i can't remember a better debut from a non-established superstar yeah yeah it's the best debut i've seen in a long time where we weren't expecting it that's the thing i think it's one of those unexpected because braun breaker's debut wasn't that good 
the, the follow-ups were amazing with the initial. He's the only person I can sort of think of that I didn't really know who he was, and then suddenly he came into the limelight. Um, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. His entrance yeah. music's great. He's, he looks the part. Um, he's really playing into his character, and there's big expectations, so he had to do well. And I think what AEW have done, they've not pushed him really quickly like WWE do, and then gone, oh, you're rubbish, see you later. I think they've really nurtured him here, trained him up, made sure he's ready to go, and the crowds were so into him, which yes. I was quite surprised, but they were huge on him. They were, every time he did a move, they were roaring for him, which yeah. I thought was just so good. And it really got me into it. Um, yeah, I loved everything about the presentation here. I thought he in ring was like massively surpassed expectations. And then the presentation on top of that with the entrance music, how he, his, his ring gear, everything was just like... Taz has had a lot perfect. of input here, hasn't he? he yeah, and really he, he did a Taz mission as well, didn't he? Yeah, so uh, I love it. I, yeah. I can't wait to see him. In yeah. fact, probably the best thing I've seen on AEW this week. Well, it's our top mark of the week. So it's our top mark. Yeah, we're, yeah we had a joint, is the best. We do thing, have. Yeah. We did have another thing that we both loved from a different show, which we'll talk about later. So when we, were, yeah. so we'll, you know, before we discuss the pod, we're we teaming say, up. What was your favorite thing today? Week, we're then, teaming up. Yeah, we're Excellent. teaming up today. Um, I, I'm going to have a different skip mark um, later, but uh, to what you had, but top mark is is the same. Um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything else from Rampage that you particularly? Uh, just worth a very small mention, but obviously Lucha Bros and FTR had an amazing match. Oh yeah, yeah, can't some really say that. Reversals, some great counters, and uh, Lucha Bros win. That's that's all I have to say on that one. Yeah, there was a, a belt to the face near fall when uh, the crowd was so into both teams here. Pe Phoenix just diving around the ring, really, really good stuff. And as always with these two teams, just this is one of those where the probably reason why it's not top mark of the week. And Hook is, is because Hook, we didn't have a clue what was going to happen. Whereas yeah. with these guys, you know you're going to get a great match. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, so both those things were very, very strong on Rampage. Uh, Rampage had a, had a good week, I think, um, last week. Um, yeah, and Winter was coming, had, was okay, but for me, it fell a little bit short of my expectations, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, it was hyped up. So, WWE? Yep. Smackdown. So SmackDown. Where would you like to start? Let's start with. Should we start with Brock and Sami Zayn again? Because yeah. for me, that's the best thing on SmackDown at the moment. Um, and we're, we're, let's talk about the positive things. We moaned last week about the the lack of wrestling on SmackDown. You know, sixteen minutes of in ring action. This week, I think we got a little bit more, but I still wasn't particularly enamoured with the amount of wrestling we got on on the show. Um, I don't know about you. Um, no, there, there wasn't a lot. I'm just having a look back through my notes. Yeah. Um, the promos, though. Yeah, yeah. This Zayn and Brock, I was concerned about this. You know, I wasn't a big Zami Zayn fan. Mm. I haven't been for a long time, since the original Kevin Owen feud. That's when I used to like him. He's winning me over here. He really is winning me over. So <laughs> I think he's great in this. And he's really, Brock really good. being able to promo like this in a different way is so refreshing. Yeah, I was really that's what worried I love what he it. was going to do. Uh, you still see the odd thing come through, sort of the old Brock, but I think it's just so good. Uh, I love his outfit. It just makes me <laughs> laugh with his yeah. like, big dungarees. Uh, he goes a little bit heavy on the hunting thing, I think, but <laughs> I yeah. suppose that's really to wind up Zayn because he's 
He's, yeah, and then when he was Adam Pierce, he was really graphic details about him. But that was again, it was, it was all to threat. It was almost like a threat, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I quite liked that. Yeah, I did quite like that. Um, and uh, I've never heard, uh, never heard. Uh, I've not heard the crowd for a while be so loud as the boos were for Zayn when he was talking initially in the ring. The boos were so loud. Um, yeah, which is great. I love crowd engagement, whether as long as it's not silly engagement. Um, booze and cheers, things like that, chants that are relevant. I, I love it. So really sort of gets me involved and interested in what's going on. Yeah. What I loved about this as well was Paul, he- Paul Heyman's involvement in this because yes. he was sort of saying, um, you know, because Brock was offering to, Sammy had two male nurses with him because Sammy was pretending he was, he was in a wheelchair. And um, Brock was kind of, they were bonding and it was hilarious. And, and Brock was like, you know, I'll take you off to Canada. We'll go hang out. And Paul Heyman was like, are you Brock Lesnar? What the hell has like gotten into you? And what I found very interesting is he then started calling him the most likely future universal champion. Um, Roman obviously wasn't on the show last week. So that's going to build in as to what was Paul Heyman playing at? Uh, Basically picking up. Yeah, Paul was, is playing with fire here. Um, He's going to get smashed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I really like Paul Heyman's involvement in this, and I just think they're hilarious together, uh, Brock and, and Sammy, an unlikely duo, I must say, an unlikely yeah. duo. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Um, put the tag belts on them. <laughs> no, maybe not. I don't know. Please maybe don't let's, do that. let's not go that far. Please don't do that. <laughs> hilar- it would be hilarious for like one show, but yeah, don't do it for for a long, <laughs> don't do it for a long time thing. Um, but yeah, so that that it, it I thought was the, good, the positive from SmackDown. Um, one of the other things I did like actually from SmackDown was the debut of Zia Lee. Um, we've been mentioning her sort of vignettes. I've, I've been a fan of her vignettes, different to the ones with Down on Fear coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. The effects yeah. looked amazing, didn't it? But yeah, the, the effects were cool here. Um, and yeah. I just I'm sure they, if you're uh, watching it live, it's not as cool. But on, no. the, on the some screen, of the crowd were looking at it a bit weird, actually. Like, and things. What's she doing? Yeah, I think it would have looked odd live. But yeah, it always looks odd live because you've got cameramen in front of the superstars and things yeah. like that, which you don't see when you're on when you're watching it on TV. But yeah, I loved it. Um, they're really going for this character, and I, I think it's good. I, I just hope they actually use her consistently. Um, yeah. And she came out to sort of protect Naomi, didn't she? Yeah, and Keeney kind of called this, actually. He said, because she's a protector, you know, Naomi's been bullied. It would be The only reason I thought it might not happen is purely because Sasha Banks was kind of in that role. But it seems like Sasha's now been moved away from that. So, And they've, and they've put Zaylee in there, which actually makes more sense. Um, but yeah, I really like to hear she hit a really um, cool spinning kick on Sonya Deville as well. Um, yeah, just they didn't have a match. I thought maybe because it was her debut this week, I thought maybe she was going to have a, 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 a match, but she just came out here. But it was a cool segment and uh, a decent, decent debut for her, I will say. Um, I'll move on to some stuff from SmackDown that I didn't think was so good. Um, I did not like what they did with Tony Storm and Charlotte Flair. Um, the match itself. No Are you sure was- you're not Keeney? <laughs> Have you turned into him this week? Yeah, Is he whispering in your ear? His role. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the match itself. There was a bit of bot. The moonsault was uh, there was a moonsault uh, spot that Charlotte did where I don't think Tony was in. Either she was in the wrong position or Charlotte underhit it, and it looked a bit funny. But other than that, the match itself was okay. But the finish, <laughs> again, I mean, 
some of the finishes we get, especially in WWE. Um, Tony won, but so obviously it was a championship contenders match. So if Tony won, she got, and I don't like these anyway. I hate the idea of it because you have to pin the champion, which I don't like happening. Um, and no, I agree. We had the same in AEW the other day, and it was all yeah, yeah. The Ruby, um, not Ruby, Riho, Riho and Brit, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I didn't like it then either. Yeah, and here, I mean, what makes it even worse is so Charlotte got DQ'd because she was beating Tony Storm up too much and didn't break the five count that the ref does. So just DQ'd Charlotte, and then Tony gets a title shot from that. She didn't even roll. Uh, even a roll-up pin would be better than that because at least you pin the champion that you deserve a title shot if you beat them, I suppose. This, you, Charlotte got DQ'd, and then Tony gets the title I don't match. know. I, I think I might be on the fence a little bit here with that finish. I I don't mind it because it's it's not making Charlotte look weak and it's letting Tony get the match. Mm. I think the build-up's been poor to... The fact uh, I think the rest of the build up has been bad, which has made this a bit less relevant. Whereas if you could have had Tony Storm getting in Charlotte's head a bit better than just throwing pies at her, I think yeah, the build up it might have been well. acceptable because Charlotte's frustration could come out. I prefer this to a, a count out or something like that, like we had last week. Yeah, um, my issue with it is really more. just don't don't book these matches at all where it's championship contenders. You've got women being not used on SmackDown. You could have done. Tony Storm v Shotzi or Tony Stern v Aaliyah. Like if she beats yeah. one of these people, then she moves up the rankings and then deserves 100%. a title shot. Yeah. Um, but she hasn't really won matches on SmackDown. Um, no, nothing I can think of. Yeah, I think she won one or two when she first got called up, then she disappeared. Then she so you got can still have Charlotte on the show. You just have her on commentary and then yeah, just can... have her join in at the end. Do yeah, a promo. Have a yeah, attack her afterwards, whatever. But yeah, have Tony Storm beat someone else to to build her then the, the match. I don't understand why WWE don't do that when they've got yeah. people there. You know, sh- sh- like I say, Shotzi's not been doing anything. Aaliyah, there's other women, Natalia. You could have had anybody, <laughs> you know. Um, so that, that's what frustrates me about that more than anything else. <laughs> um, one other thing. What else was there on this show? So there was um, a very strange match, I thought, between um, Nakamura and Boobs versus uh, Los Lotharios. The match was, I mean, they had a match, I think, the week before. It was pretty short, a couple of minutes, bit, bit rubbish. This one, the finish here looked like it wasn't meant to happen. It looked a bit botched. Um, very short match again, didn't have nothing to it. And then Nakamura hit like a, almost like half a Kinshasa. It wasn't like a proper one. Didn't look yeah. great. And then just pinned him and won. And I was like, and it could be a skid mark what they're doing because the Intercontinental Championship hasn't been defended in, I think, two and a half months. It's a bit of a joke, isn't it? Why are they in a tag It's supposed team? to be such a prestigious yeah. title as well. Not, nothing wrong with Nakamura having the title, but why is he not defending the Intercontinental title against Angel Garza or yeah. or anybody? You know, it's it's very strange. I don't really get why the Intercontinental title... I just think they don't know what to do and they're just... They want everyone in ring. Boogs is a big draw, I guess. He is popular. I, I will say that about Boogs. I know. I think his wrestling's fine. He's he's all right. Definitely passable. Um, but I just I just didn't. I don't get this. I love of, the Intercontinental Title, but it doesn't feel prestigious to me at the moment. Do you know what? It's one of my favorite titles in the whole. Of it's wrestling. amazing. I love Same it. Same here. There's been my favorite. Some of my favorite feuds from like the past few years when I started watching WWE again. Where Intercontinental like. Uh, the one that stands out for me is when The Miz had the Intercontinental I title. I was literally about to say the exact same thing. I absolutely loved 
Like, we are on point today. Yeah, I loved it. And there's been other ones as well. I mean, um, people like AJ Styles have had it. You know, Sami Zayn had a decent enough run with it not that long ago. There's been two or three where we like, even in the last year or two, that have been okay. But now it just it just seems so forgotten about. Um, you know, Apollo had it and it wouldn't be, he didn't do much with it. But And then Big E had it, didn't he? But yeah, it's just... It's a shame because I love the Intercontinental title. There should be big feuds <coughs> for all the titles. I don't understand why you wouldn't use your. It's titles. the only one that. Well, it's not the only one. The women's tag titles, but you know they're a joke. But uh, the main sort of the men's titles seems to be the one that's at the moment is the least given a shit about because the US title, Damian Priest is is defending at Open Challenges. You know yeah. he's on TV every week, winning matches clean. Obviously, the main titles are being defended. Even the tag titles, the Arcade Bronerman. We've got the the Usos aren't doing too much with the SmackDown tag titles. I will say that, but yeah, the, it seems to be a complete afterthought, and it's a real shame. I don't know why it'd be so easy to use it. Yeah. So Raw. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Should we go on to Raw? Yeah. The only I thing I actually was going to SmackDown. There was only one thing that actually the main event we haven't spoken about. I was just going to mention oh, the, the Usos versus RK Bro versus the New Day. So this is, was the one good sort of match we got. Actually, Shoe and Shoe, uh, <laughs> Shoe wrestled. No, Drew and Sheamus wrestled a half decent match as well. Back yeah, then. that was They're a good match. Gonna, they were going to, yeah. but I won't really talk about that. But the, so it, RK it was Bro just a standard randomly. match, wasn't it? So these three had a tag team match to decide who the best tag team was, which is a bit random. Um, the idea of it, RK Bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too keen on these. From Raw, don't really know why they were on SmackDown, but uh, I'll let that pass. I think it, the, the reason the way they were added to the show was because Roman was off and they needed yeah, some Yeah, they need power. to make a big deal. Uh, Becky and Bianca Belair were on the dark match as well um, for this. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, with with Sasha Banks and I think it was like a tag match or something. Um, I think it was Sasha. That's a pretty and, big deal then. It might have been Sasha and Charlotte versus, like, or something like that, versus Becky. No, Becky and... I can't remember, but it's for the top women stars anyway. They brought people over from Raw. But yeah, on the show itself, they had the um, RK Bro. This match, the only really thing I have to say about it was how like popular and over Randy Orton still is. And his hot tag oh, in this huge. match, he had a great hot tag in this match because they were working Riddle over. Like Riddle was just getting beaten up and beaten up and beaten up. And it was just leading to Orton tagging it. But once he tagged in, I never thought like his offense like suited being a, a baby face. Because he's always been yeah. more of a heel, sort of slow. But here he come in and he just kicked ass and it was great. He's good. Uh, the only thing I don't understand with Orton is why this commentators always say vintage Orton when he does his like DDT off the road. Yeah. So how is it vintage Orton if he's still he's done it throughout his whole career? Is that- I know. Yeah. <laughs> Current Orton it would be better. Yeah, um, but no, I, I agree. He's great. I just want to see Riddle have a bit more of that flair that he used to in NXT, where he really did wrestle and had some amazing matches. I want to see a little bit more of that rather than just using him to be beaten up. Kind yeah. of the same sort of thing, but not as extreme as Omos AJ Styles. Yeah, I want to see AJ Styles wrestle again, not mm. just prop up somebody else. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree on the AJ one. Um, the Riddle one, he has he has done some. He has had some good ones. To be fair, he's had some ones where he's been the guy tagging in and doing that. But this one, it was very much he get walked over. The only thing I didn't like about this match actually was the Usos lose all the time, and it is a bit annoying. But I guess one of the teams had to lose, right? And it, you either lose pinning the Raw tag champs, the SmackDown tag champs, or the New Day. So 
personally, maybe it should have been a new day purely because they're not they're not champions at the moment. But the Usos seem to lose all the time, and it is a little bit annoying. Yeah, no, I agree. We'll Usos that. should be winning loads. But yeah, I suppose you've got to push the King Woods thing at the moment. Yeah, I do get I do get that, and RK Bro seems to be very popular, so no real problem with that. So should we slide into Raw? Yeah, let's Please. go over to Raw. Raw. Um, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with my what my other option was for top marks, actually, which <clears throat> relating to earlier um, comments about Kevin Owens, mainly to do with Kevin Owens and also Seth Rollins on this show, plus Biggie and Lashley. Um, credit to Lashley as well for working three matches on this show. What a beast! Um, what a beast! You know they weren't like really long; they weren't hour-long draws, um, but uh, <laughs> they were. Uh, Oof. Uh, no, no, I'm still salty about it. No, I'm not. I'm fine. But yeah, they, they were spread out for, nicely throughout the match because I thought if it had just ran a gauntlet, it would have got a bit boring. Yeah. I thought they were going to do them back to back and like it'd beat Owens. Then it'd be, and it'd been a bit predictable and a bit boring. But the fact I like the fact they spread them throughout the night, um, which, which was good. And I really liked the way they did this. I mean, Owens and Rollins and this were just fantastic. The way they were coming up with little plans and then it was always backfiring on them. Um, they're just they're, they're great together. I love how they're working together. I did not yeah. expect that a few weeks back. I really didn't expect that. Uh, I thought it was great as well. The KO versus Lashley match, how KO tapped like instantly. Yeah, it's very to be put in the hurt lock. What I love is clever wrestling characters, and Owens yes. on this show twice was brilliant. Um, yeah. Taps before the hurt lock gets in, so he's preserving like, the damage. You? Yeah, yeah. he's got damaged. two other guys that can beat Lashley later in the show. He might as well preserve himself. And then it feels the finish, real, doesn't it? I don't like DQ finishes as a whole, but this DQ finish was genius. Um, where obviously, if Lashley got DQ'd, he's lost. So yeah. Owens attacks Rollins, not Lashley. Yeah, Rollins looks at him like, "What are you doing?" And then realizes, and he points at him, and he's like, "Yes, we've done it." Like, uh, and then obviously. <laughs> Sonny Deville and Adam Pearce yeah. turn it round, which you, you can see coming. But still, you know, Owen's character on the show was smart enough to, to get around, um, try and work around it. And I thought it worked really, really well. I really liked um, no, I enjoyed it all. thread throughout the show. And I thought Owens and Rollins together were just fantastic. Uh, Where I loved strange it well. finishes work well. Yeah, that, This that, is that, one point where we, we're not all of against... We don't, it doesn't have to be one, two, three finisher every time. No, when they make this sense, is brilliant. it's fine. And these, these two finishes made complete sense. Um, and I loved it when like Owens was backstage and he had a PowerPoint presentation plan to show Big E. And Big E was like, I'm not interested. Like, in your, he wanted to do it his own <laughs> way. Um, and then obviously you got the main event match. So obviously Owens taps um, the DQ finish. And then the only thing about it was Rollins would get beat very quickly after that, which was a bit of a shame. Um, it was literally like a spear and a pin. Um, and then Lashley and Big E in the main event. This was a good match. Had a really, really they just had a good this. match. And I really liked, um, again, MVP got involved in this. And I didn't see it coming because he's he's been so in the background, I feel like. I mean, he's been, he was gone for a while. Yeah. And he's been so in the background, MVP, that I kind of, kind of forgot about him a little bit. Um, I think that added to this though, didn't it? Yeah, it was it like did. he's just snuck in. Snuck in, hit him, hit him with, with his cane. cane. 
Yeah, and that led to... <laughs> and, um, and And you can't, you know, you have to do something. If the champion's going to get pinned, you do have to do something to... Especially oh, I actually worked really so twice. well, didn't it? Worked yeah, so and well. Again, it's three not clean finishes, but three not clean finishes that I'm not going to criticise too much. And it's a no DQ match for a yeah. reason. Yeah. So it's it's fine. Yeah, I, I loved this. This was so clever. And there's there no loads roll of, um, rubbish and big no. old spears going in from yeah. Ashley. I was going to say that there was three or four table spots here as well. Yeah. Um, spear for a table. table Owens went through his table. I think everyone Seth went got a table. absolutely destroyed from a yeah. table. Yeah, absolutely just, wrecked. This was just a really fun TV main event. Well, this is the kind of stuff you want to see. This is just carnage. Um, you know, I am loving big the raw main events now that we've got these four in it. it yeah. now, now the build ups happened. You've got four incredible superstars and very different in styles as well. Yeah, Lashley's like a huge wrestle. monster. Yeah, you know, Rollins is just like, you know, can, can wrestle you your 30 minute amazing, classic matches. He? Owens is just all action like crazy and you know and biggie's a very good just all-round wrestler you know and, a, and obviously has power as well yeah he sort um, of can face off against lashley and face that power with power and he's good at promo and he's as quicker well. as well you know he's a bit got a bit more pace about him yeah, a bit agile, more, yeah. yeah and he's got agility. that fun factor as well but yeah. they're not playing on it too much which i like they're actually showing that he's a serious competitor because yeah. I was a little bit worried at first what they were going to do with Big E, but I think they're really doing it perfectly. Um, I almost can't fault this this sort of uh, title scene at the moment. No, and, 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 and I'm glad all four of them are in the match because I think it makes it a very good we match. We for... have already discussed this, but mm. I think we're on the same page. And I think I mentioned it the other week on a pod that I believe Kevin Owens will win on day one. There's now he's signed that new deal. I, can I think it's happening. included in his deal. I think, here's my prediction, he either wins that or... Or he wins the Rumble. He wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And I don't know... Think, the only thing with him winning the Royal Rumble would be, obviously, who would he face? Because if he faced Big E again, we've seen that match quite a few times. So it's a bit... Yeah. But if he goes and faces Roman, like, that would feel weird. So, I, you know, that's the only thing about him. So winning the title makes more sense to me. Yes. Um... And I, can I don't happening. think Big E looks bad but by losing it I here. do think it's one of those matches where we're going into day one and I do think there's a chance that any of them could win the WWE Championship. And I like that. I don't, yeah. I don't think Lashley is going to win purely because he, he's had quite a long no. run as champ. But it feels like he could. It feels like he could, the way he's been built, obviously, beating three people and the other three guys in one night. Big E obviously could easily retain. And I yeah. wouldn't rule out Rollins winning it either. Seth's like, due one. Seth yeah, is definitely like, due a title. So I really like the way they've they've done that. It feels like all four, any of the four, could win, um, and that you know is is good credit. And I feel like these four have been built well over the last few weeks, and they feel like the four main starters on Raw yeah. by quite. And a they've built Seth up nicely in and Owens since the recent losses they kept having. Yes, yeah, they were exactly. both not doing too well in Lashley as well. He's come back like an absolute tank since losing to, to Goldberg. Yes, um, definitely. And Biggie's um, just been booked phenomenal since he had that title. He's just been yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, so he's strong. Been, yeah, he's barely lost, and when he has, it's been protected. Um, we but, love it, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I love I love everything in the main event on Raw. Um, one thing, uh, another mention, segment to mention. I haven't spoke to you about this one at all. Um, we've we've praised it in the last couple of weeks. So Miz and Edge. Um, again here Maurice was oh, back this week 
This was uh, interesting. Great. I didn't see this coming. I did no. not see this coming. Uh, another thing I liked on more. So Ms. Um, so Maurice hosts Ms. TV, which is very weird in itself, uh, but I quite enjoyed that that part of it. Um, I loved the Mrs. little video package for himself for the Hall of Fame. I thought that was really that was hilarious. Just good heel stuff, you know. Is he in the Hall of Fame? No. He's not being inducted. No, he's not actually being inducted. I didn't know if this he's, was like a, a he's thing he that he was be. being inducted. And... No, because obviously Edge is in it, isn't he? So he's just saying that, you know, he should be the next guy in it, because you know. I didn't know whether they put him in because it wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past oh, him because he, he has will, done a lot. He'll go in one day when yeah. he, he normally it's towards the end of their careers, and I think the Miz has still got a little bit left of the tank. So yeah. Um, but uh yeah, so Miz, you know, they have another good back and forth promo. They've had a couple over the last couple of weeks, but the difference here is it got a bit more physical this time. Miz went to attack Edge, um, uh, but Edge turned it around, and then the interesting thing was at the end of the, the segment when Edge goes going to go spear Miz in the corner, but Miz puts Maurice in front of him as a shield. So Edge obviously doesn't attack because Maurice is there. And I was just expecting Maurice to, and Miz to laugh at Edge and yeah. sort of walk off and be the hit. But Maurice was really. The accent pissed. here was so good. Maurice, I thought, was amazing. Yeah. She yeah, looked she so, like with the high fives and stuff, she was like shocked, like properly shell shocked. She looked white. Mm. I, I thought that was amazing. And then she slaps him around the face and walks off. And I, I wonder where it's leading. Like, is, are they just going to come out next week and they're going to sort it out? Or will we, are we getting sort of a Maurice Miz split situation? I think this is still going to lead into sort of Beth Phoenix somehow coming into it because it doesn't, it feels weird. One of the, the wives being there, the other one being contracted WWE and her not being there. No, I agree. I think we will get that down the line. I don't know if we'll necessarily get them in the match, Marie, because I know we talked about it being a mixed tag with Maurice and Beth. They may not want to wrestle. I don't know what either of them, neither of them have wrestled in a long time. You'd probably it, just have... It might be them in the corners. Hit a, hit a finisher or something like that. Yeah, you know, that, might, that could be the, maybe the way day one match ends. You know, you could have either of them, both of them in the corners. Maurice tries to cheat. She hits the... Um, the glam slam on Maurice or something, and then glam slam, and then man. that leads to Miz getting distracted. You know, you could do anything like that. I think you could do that. Um, I think that's a definite possibility. I'm enjoying this feud. Yeah, I, I really. Mean, yeah, I'd quite like it to continue actually towards the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I don't. I don't want it to go to Mania because I want something a bit better for Edge for Mania. Yeah, um, <clears throat> like an AJ or a Balor or someone like that that would have be a great match for him. But for now, yeah, definitely want it to uh, continue. Um, talking of Balor, that's a bit of a segue. So it nearly made my skid mark this week, but it's not going to make it. A different segment from Raw will make my skid mark. But Finn Balor, the way he's been used recently, is a little bit skiddy, I think. I he should be... I mean, there's four guys in the title picture. He should be right up there in terms of the top stars on Raw. Um, and since he's moved over, he's just... He's won matches. I mean, he beat T-Bar last week. He's having all this stuff. But here, <clears throat> I was shocked because he got... He was in a tag match for some reason with Damien Priest against the uh, Rude and Ziggler, the Dirty Dogs. And uh, he gets pinned by Dolph Ziggler. And I love Dolph Ziggler, but that is odd looking. I know Theory had the distraction and then took the selfie. And the fe- feud is obviously going to be between Balor and Austin Theory, but Balor's going into that feud losing already so it hasn't peaked my, my interest up in uh 
in Balor, unfortunately. It's almost like Balor's there to put people over at the moment. Yeah, which is a shame. You know, I can understand some logic in that if, occasionally, but it feels like he's there. You know, I don't mind him putting, losing to Austin Theory. If they built both of them up and then he lost to Austin Theory, that's fine. But having him get pinned by Ziggler in the build-up, he's only... He beat T-Bar, but, like, it's T-Bar. No disrespect, but, like... And the fans are still there mad for him. They're really like Balor, so... Yeah, it's just a real shame, um, I think, how, how Balor's been booked. Um, Maybe he'll come into the main picture, um, I don't know, around Rumble, maybe after Rumble, something like that. Because obviously we've got these four big guys at the moment that are all all, all in it, so there's not really room for him. So hopefully something after after the theory saga, we might... Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, it's so, a bit, bit of a shame. I completely agree. It is skiddy. It didn't quite make the mark. So something I really would like to mention on this again is, is Beck and Libby's promo. I, I, I'm i enjoying this now. Uh, finally, I feel like the last couple of weeks, Liv's really come into her own. Um, and Becky, I'm not too sure where they're going with this, though, because we had um, we had the promo and then it ended with uh, Liv's arm stuck in the steps, which was a little bit cheesy because her arm was just stuck over the step and it's pretty easy to get her arm out. The fact that she got it in there, um, it didn't move or anything like that. But Becky basically stamped on on her arm, um, I guess, insinuating a bad injury. But something I really loved was Becky's way of, um, the, the way she's talking at the moment is so arrogant and cocky. And she says, oh, Liv, look, you went and injured yourself. And I just laughed at that. I, I thought it was hilarious. I think Becky Lynch is doing a fantastic job of this character. Um, yeah. And I'm loving Liv. I'm just not too sure where they're going to go with this um, because she's injured now. It, it really is going for an underdog feel. Um, yeah, I, I, I said a while ago, I feel like they're built, slowly building an underdog story, but for that to work, eventually she has to win the title, obviously. Um, the injury one is a bit strange because they're scheduled to have the match at day one. So whether that yeah. gets delayed now until the Rumble or they still do it and she comes back in a couple of weeks or something. I, I'd like to think she'd be off at least like next week. For, yeah. because, you know, an injury angle like that. But I agree, the promos were fantastic here and they showed that uh, Becky showing the angry live girl was brilliant. Um, yes. on, on the Tron and then there was a girl when Liv was cutting a promo really passionate promo and she showed a little photo of herself you know Becky cheating said so she proved her point really I thought it was really good and there's a girl behind her as well like booing who had a the man t-shirt on um yeah I thought the fans were great here uh, yeah the fans the fans are reacting to this feud which is helping it I think because if no in fact, cared, I think I saw Liv laugh at one point because the fans were just going so crazy at her when she was trying yeah. to promo. Yeah, I, um, I think it's helped this feud a bit, actually, that, that, that they're getting these reactions. Because I think that finish could have annoyed people big, last week. But that kind of live girl reaction has made... They've kind of played into that, and I like it. Um, the, the girl that was almost crying when she lost. So, yeah, yeah. I, think that's been, I think that's been pretty good, um, to be honest. I've, I've I just don't that. want Liv to come into a match with a fake cast on i've never no. like a fake injury um because i think it just ruins the wrestling a little bit um, if they have a fake injury yeah like we had corba j playing that up a lot in nxt this after you did it on war games and she did it a lot we'll get to that later but yeah that i know what kind of thing you mean sometimes it can be a bit a bit overdone 
Um, talk is carrying on with the women's segments on Raw. Um, match between Bianca Belair and Dewdrop. So we had this last week, and we we I think it was your skid mark actually the finish to the match. It was. Um, obviously, Dewdrop just walking out and getting a um, a count out. This time we did get a finish, um, and it was um, yeah. So a four fifty splash from Bianca Belair. Yeah, incredible, showing how good she is. Um, Belair is just insane. Um, what can't she do is sort of what I'm thinking at the moment. Um, yeah, she went for the. Time. I was hoping she was going to hit the um, the KOD, but it didn't happen, did it? Maybe, maybe they can't do that. I don't know. I think she will. I think we're going to get a KOD at some point. I just think it's it's building up to that point. It's just when I think she could do it. I, I really do think she could do it. It's just getting. I think it's almost a build. That, that, that's got to be the finisher on the end match, in my opinion. I think if she does yeah. it now, it's not going to be special. Yeah, and I think they're clearly going to have another one because of the attack afterwards. I thought maybe that was going to be it when she did the finisher and beat her clean, but then obviously Dewdrop attacked her on the ramp after. Yeah. So I think we will get a third match, maybe at day one, and maybe that's where we'll see that, hopefully. I would love to, I would love to see the KOD done on, yeah. on Dewdrop because that would be a really cool spot. I'm really enjoying this feud. I just wish they didn't have that silly count out last yeah week, yeah it's a shame they're just doing the matches kind of weekly i'd rather have it been spread out a bit and and yeah not had not had that terrible finish last week <clears throat> um so what else was there on raw so we had let's get to my skid mark then shall we let's raw. um it's been my skid mark a couple of times before the women's tag team titles um but in particular this week my my bugbear with it is rhea ripley getting pinned in fourth, I believe it was 48 seconds was the time I saw. Rhea Ripley, one of your, you know, your former Royal Women's Champion, won the title at WrestleMania. I held it for a couple of months, you know, been booked fairly strong. Um, even in these tag matches, normally it's Nikki that, that's taken the pin, but she lost here um, by, so she's about to hit the riptide on Zelina. Carmella gets in the ring, Nikki gets in the ring, gets herself hurt. And then Rhea, stupidly, like a Muppet, goes over and goes, oh, you're all right, Nikki. And then just gets rolled up by Zelina and loses straight away. And it was um, a slow roll-up as well. Yeah. It, it was like the slowest roll-up I've seen in ages. Yeah, um, it was It was just bad. I agree with your skid mark, that, mate. And the match was really short and pointless as well. And just, you don't pin Rhea Ripley like that. Come on. Come no, on. Poor man. old Rhea. If she if they had a ten minute match and then she did some heel shenanigans and Zelina somehow beat her, then I'd I'd accept it, I guess. But yeah, for Zelina to just beat Rhea like that is is a real shame, and it's just because they they don't know what to do with these. Wasn't even the code red. No, it's just. I would, I'd have rather to be distracted and get hit by the code red or something yeah, like that. That would have been that would have been better. Yeah, it would have been, and it's still too. It would have been too quick, but at least it would have been a finisher from a distraction. This was just a, another boring roll up finish. So. I think that's probably it for Raw. Um, not the, we're not talking about Veer this week, then. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll leave Veer. We'll wait for Veer. I think Veer's taking we'll, his time We'll wait to for Veer up. to arrive. So we'll talk about him in the pod in 2023. <laughs> Veer, will, Veer will do his debut when Keeney returns to the pod. It's, it's sure still so will be. ridiculous. Yeah, I think that the, these promos, I agree, are just going on a little bit too long. Veer, you're losing my respect now. I was a massive fan. You need to come and do some body slams on somebody. 
So was that, is there anything else for Raw? I, I've not got anything uh, Only really the 24-7 title stuff, if you wanted to talk about that, but it was pretty irrelevant. But at least they did something different outside of the... I like it when they go outside of the studio and outside of the ring with this. And I do think the interest it's interesting between Reg, Reggie and Dana Brooke, but I am got a lot to say about it, really. It's a bit. It's just a bit of silly fun, but it's not. It's better than it was when it was just Reggie flipping around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but, but yeah, not a lot else to say about that, really. We may as well move on to um, to NXT. NXT. So we started basically with um, Grayson Waller being booed by fans, and I, I just think this guy's hilarious. He's just doing lunges in front of the fans just to wind them up. Um, this guy has gone super heel. He, he has rocketed himself to super heel. Um, I mean, the fact that he's, he's been told to get out of the locker room a little bit later on in the show by um, Braun Breaker, um, it, it, it's showing how much he's hated by the universe, by the locker room, um, because of that attack on, on Gargano. Um he uh, also attacked LA Knight and stole his car. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, he's not really making any friends, is he? He's not exactly he's not. making friends. I, I think he's been brilliant since he's turned heel, though. I must say, I, you know, I was down on him at the start as a baby face, but I think as a heel, he's been brilliant here. And him just turning up and the crowd reaction to him. Um, and when he gets in the ring as well, he's just like doing little lunges and stretches and taking pictures. It's hilarious, isn't of it? Everyone that, yeah. And just throughout the show, he had little segments, didn't he? Um his promo on on Johnny and the fans, and even commentary, you know, digging digging out Vic Joseph, talking about him being his friend with Johnny, and he couldn't do nothing. And yeah, it was great, great hill stuff. I think he's he's really come into his own. Actually, he's one of the best things now on NXT 2.0, and they finally got sort of a Carmelo Hayes is a great heel as well. Um, but they finally yeah, got Carmelo him. Hayes is incredible. But Grayson Waller's kind of. Um, Backing that up as a, as a second guy. I know Bron Breaker's kind of a heel as well, but he doesn't feel like one really. No, he doesn't feel like a heel to me. Um, no, no. Um, he's just more of a big guy, good wrestler, and a, good wrestler being arrogant and a bit of a beast. Yeah. I, 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 I did think the straight, it was strange him telling you know um, him to leave the locker room, but I guess that shows that even if he shows how um, much he's hated, and yeah, how much even if Bron Breaker's telling done. him, you know, who hasn't who is feuding with Champa. Yep. You know, and even he's like, you know, so I, I actually, I, I kind of like that in a way. Um, so so that, after that, was that we started with a match which I was not looking forward to when I saw it. I thought, oh, here we go again. So we had Cameron Grimes versus Hudson. Yeah. Uh, firstly, his hair looks hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not massively keen on The last hair. few weeks have been pretty poor with this. But I think they have realised and they needed to put a banger out there. And did they go for it? I was really impressed uh, with both wrestlers here. Yeah. Um, yeah this I was way this... better than the one at War Games. I'd put that on my better. notes. I mean, we haven't discussed this before. Again, I'm going to agree with you. We're agreeing on everything this week. Look at Because Keeney's not here. Best of friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, this was a, a really good match, actually. Much better. Like I say, I thought this is way better than the War Games match. Um, yeah. Early 100%. on, like he gets the bit, uh, the the bin on him, and, and gives some kicks on the outside. Um, some really cool spots. There's a power bomb through a. Um, the, they went through the poker table. There's a near fall. Um, One of my favourite parts was where um, Grimes jumped and Hudson caught him, and he did like a one arm 
Uranagi, I think it's called. Yeah, Uranagi. Yeah. Um, onto the chair. That looked like it hurt, but that was just such a cool spot. I love that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why this didn't happen at War Games. Is that yeah, confusing? The finish was good as well. Because at war, war Games, we complained as well because it was a roll up, wasn't it? The finish. I think it was poor. Yeah, it was a roll up. I'm sure it was. Um, and then here, we got a cave in onto the chair. Which that's that's a much better finish, um, and he just pins him. So yeah, and obviously afterwards as well reveals uh, Duke Hudson's bald head, um, which yeah. is he, he was embarrassed about, but to me it looked a lot less embarrassing than his stupid blonde wig. So he's yeah. <laughs> done you a favour there, Duke. Fantastic opener. Yeah, really, really good stuff. And it's won me over again to those two wrestlers. I, I can see that. Obviously, I knew Grimes could wrestle, but I, I think Hudson can really wrestle. So yeah, he, he is good. He just hasn't had much of a, an opportunity to show it, I guess, so far. Which is strange, because he was in a feud with Grimes, one of the best NXT wrestlers. So, yeah, yeah. that was great. And then we, um, the, the next match I sort of was quite interested in, uh, Ivy Nile versus uh, Miller. I didn't get her full name. Amari Miller. Yeah, That's she's it. been on NXT a couple of times, but she's mainly wrestled on, like, um, 205 Live and... And dark matches. This was a fun. great match, and two wrestlers that have actually shown me that they can really wrestle. I, um, I'm a big fan of Ivy Nile. I think she's great. Ivy Nile's brilliant. I was expecting that, but it was actually um, her opponent Miller that I wasn't. I, I wasn't too sure, but actually she was fantastic. I thought she looked really, really good, and I, I think that's someone else who should actually get a push in the division. Obviously, Ivy Nile with the win, but. I love the way she's just like doing little press ups on her, like just like doing so good. Yeah, she's she's really really good. I think she's one a a future um, NXT Women's Champion for sure. Um, Really really good. Um, Let's talk about the MS. We mentioned NSK and Riddle last week, and we got Riddle here again. So it looks like he's staying in this weird little vortex where he's in NXT as well as the main roster. Um, what did you make of them pulling stuff out of the bag? Um, I like the John Cena I found championship it bit. Quite funny. Yeah, I like the championship. I found it quite funny, but it got a bit silly towards the end, didn't it? I'm not too sold. There was scooters coming out. Yeah. Uh it was okay. That's all I can say. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was all right. It was um a bit a bit silly, but you know, it's it's like Kenny said last week, it's kind of that stone of humour. Like you're, you're either going to enjoy that or you're not going to get it, and it's going to be not not for you. I, I think that parts of it are okay, but some of it's a bit stupid. But I want to see how that kind of translates into an in-ring thing. If, if Riddle's going to stick around in there or not, it's interesting um, with him being on more. I don't think he will. I, my feeling is that they filmed all these little bits in that one go, and they're yeah, just going to have a, yeah. a few weeks of this building to. MSK coming back into the ring without Riddle. That's why I think it's going to happen, but I don't know. Because I can't see Riddle do- pulling double duty. It seems a bit odd to me when he's a champ- champion with Randy Orton and more. Definitely. Um, so I-, I don't want to end on a negative. So I'm, I'm going to mention this match next. Dakota Kai versus Cora Jade. Obviously, Dakota Kai is phenomenal and Cora Jade really sort of showed her, her worth a little bit more in the War Games match. But something I've noticed again, and I've mentioned this before, Cora Jade does not do a lot of wrestling. This wasn't that short a match and she didn't really do a lot. She took a lot of hits, uh, but Dakota Kai was doing all of the wrestling. Um, um, and then all her wins are coming from a roll-up, which is a little bit, 
concerning when she's in the title picture. Yeah, I know. Um, again, every match is a roll-up. You know what you're going to get, and it's a bit annoying now. Scaring me that that she's in sort of been pushed towards the title, and she, in my opinion, at the moment, I've not seen her wrestle. Uh, I love her character. Full respect to her good spots and the way she acted in the War Games match, but I'm not seeing her wrestle here. Uh, and Dakota Kai, brilliant, amazing wrestler, uh, really carries this match, in my opinion, then lost to a roll-up. Um, if she's going to be a fit um, title contender, she's got to start wrestling. Um, yeah, and if she just, can't, that is a concern. It's a shame. for. Da- I don't really know where Dakota Kai fits in in a women's division now. I feel like she's kind of... It, almost like Finn Balor and Raw, where she's like there to put people over because she's been around so long. She's never been pushed to that top level. She hasn't won the NXT Women's title before. She I know should. she's obviously going to feud with Raquel. That's continuing. Um, we, we've seen that. And they're having a street fight next week, I believe. But, you know, Raquel's almost certainly going to win that, I feel. Um, and I don't know where Dakota goes from there. It feels like she's... Maybe we're going to get her in the Royal Rumble, can't be sort of almost drafted up to the main roster, which I think she needs and deserves. She was meant to be drafted to the main roster, I thought, because she left NXT for ages. She was gone, and I thought there was a lot of talk about being called up, and then she came back. And, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on with her. It's a little bit worrying because she is great. Um, Yeah, Maybe someone who should and could go to AEW and do very well if she's not going to be utilised. Yeah, so... The next segment I'll talk about on this show, we've got the debut of Harland. Now, I don't know whether this was a match you were going to talk about on the negative or not. Probably not. Um, no, it was that. It was the Cora Jade part. Oh, okay. Um, so this was uh, interesting, I suppose. The, the match itself, there was nothing to it. Um, he basically just destroyed this guy. I think his name is Guru Raj. Very, very quickly. Um, but what what was interesting was the after segment um, escorted away from the building after he tried to be up much more and then um, threw Brian Kendrick, of all people, down the stairs. A bit random. Was that Brian Kendrick, was it? Yeah, I didn't realise that at the time. They mentioned that afterwards. They're like, oh, Brian Kendrick's in the medical facility and they showed oh, him. Oh, I saw that he lobbed someone down the stairs. Brian official, Kendrick. I didn't realise Brian yeah. Kendrick. He's an NXT producer and trainer. Bit random. I'm the man with the plan. Is he coming back? Is Brian Kendrick going to come back and wrestle? Like, a bit random. Not versus Harland. But yeah, he launches him down the stairs. It's basically like attempted murder, that. It wasn't like a... I know it's, he's a crazy, obviously, psychopath character. He fairly splatted on the floor, didn't he? I like Joe Gacy's reaction to it, in all fairness. It's just like smiling. Like, huh. Isn't that great? Kind of bit bit weird. But yeah, very a bit of an interesting uh, segment. I will say that. Um... What do we make of uh, Tony D'Angelo on this show? You go on. You can talk about Tony because I know you love him. I do, but like in ring, I'm not particularly fussed on him. But I love his character. Um, he had a little bit of a match with uh, Andre Chase, which He's was setting up the Pete Dunne feud. Isn't but it? yeah, it's, it's setting up the Pete Dunne feud. That's when we're going to see if he can really wrestle. I, I, think I liked. He, can. he called him a tea and crumpet goof. Or something like that, he called him. <laughs> um, just uh, ripping him, just using English stereotypes there. Um, but yeah, Dunn got better of him and snaps his fingers, which I, I enjoyed. And I, I think that'll be an all right match for next week. Pete Dunn will get a good match out there, I'm sure. Yeah, let's see what happens there. Um, so the last match. So we've got the main event. Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to talk about um, GYV or not as well. I'm 
I was trying to stay away from the negativity. Yeah, but I thought that would be the match. That's when you said you didn't want to end on negative. I thought that was the match you were going to be negative about. That's why I was. I don't have too much to say about this one because they're just they've been floating around, not doing a lot for quite a while now. But I am still very disappointed the way that Bristol Jug veterans have been used. Same, yeah. Still haven't won those titles. They really did deserve them a long time ago, in my opinion. And this loss here just sort of cements that. It's it's a real shame. Yeah, I thought it was quite rubbish, really. This it was a bit, and it was getting distracted by the Creed brothers of all teams. It's, it feels a bit all over the place. It feels like they're just trying to cram every tag team onto the show at the moment. Um, we had Briggs and Jensen on the show, like go to a gig with Katie, Casey Canzalo and um, Caden Carter, and like they're just. I feel like they're just trying to get everyone on the show for a purpose, and that that, that was what that felt like. Like this match was just there, and then the Creed brothers distracting them. Um, yeah, a bit, bit all over the place. But the main event, I thought, was pretty good between Ron Breaker our mate, versus World the Cup quarter finalist. The Messiah Rod- of the Backbreaker. Yeah. So Keeney's not here this week, so we can talk about Roderick Strong. And wax I love Roderick about Strong. Him. I don't know what his problem is. No, I don't know what his problem is. Yeah, he's great. And he had a really good match here with um, Ron Breaker, as expected, really. From, Brilliant from Bron's been, been really good so far. And... Um, Obviously, Roderick Strong in ring is, is very, very real good, good mix of wrestling styles here. I thought, yeah, well, you've got the absolute powerhouse, and then then Roddy Strong sort of schooling him, yeah, um, in wrestling. So, uh, I, I loved it, yeah, re- real good, yeah. And um, then obviously, you had um, Bron, Bron won the match, which is obviously the right call. You're building him up, Strong can take a loss to a big guy, he's the cruiserweight champion, um, yeah. And then, interestingly, you got Champa attacking Bron Breaker after the match, um. So I guess that sets up another. They, they, they are. They pointed out. They pointed out on the show that they are one for one technically because um, Champa pin obviously beat Bron in the match, but then Bron pinned Champa in the War Games match. So they are. They pinned each other once each. So the third match is obviously coming, which I I don't want to make a prediction too early, but at the moment I think Bron may well take the title. From that could be awesome. I, I'm looking forward to that match. I think it would be amazing. Yeah, especially now Bron is sort of settled. I think he settled down now since his original sort of match. He had a few bits where it was a bit slippy. Yeah, he did make a cut. He did have a, a little bit of a botch. Uh, Whereas I, I think, think now he's... Off the turnbuckle one. He slipped, didn't he? He did. I think he's getting into it now. He's getting into the swing of things. He's got his confidence. So I think that'll be a phenomenal match. Yeah, it should be really um, good. Um, and I don't think it'll that. be too early if he wins because I just think he is... He's a star in the making, isn't he? Yeah. What... One little thing, actually, I'd forgotten to mention. We're talking about GYVV um, jacket time. One thing I did like, and I don't, I hate these lash out, lashing out a lash legend segments. I've mentioned it many times before. I think they're they're rubbish and pointless. I don't know what the point of her is. She hasn't wrestled yet. I think she's been on Twitter Five Live, but on terms of NXT, she hasn't. She, this has literally been a role. One thing I did like on this was um, Ikemanjiro and Kashida were the, the guests, and they were just doing their normal like smiley happy gimmick. But then they started speaking Japanese and they, they were being like gyros being really like aggressive and different. And I think that could be a good way forward for them where like they act all like happy and smiley and and then they have this other side to them. Um, I think I could seen. really like that. Actually. I think that might win me over. Because at the moment think. they're kind of just they're a bit lame and a bit silly. But if they have that serious side to them, where they're like when they're speaking in Japanese and they get really aggressive, I think that could could actually yeah work. i think i'd like that yeah i think that'd be good I, I didn't pay much attention to that segment i won't lie yeah that was the only bit i saw and i was like oh that's a 
bit different for them. And I quite enjoyed that because Lash Legend didn't have a clue what they were saying, but he was saying like more, he was being totally different to what he is like normally. And I found that quite interesting. Um, so hopefully they do something with that and it wasn't just a one-off. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got to say about that really. Well, I think that's NXT and I think that's everything pretty wrapped up unless there's any other news stories you want to share with us or anything like that. No, that is it, I think, for this week, which is, um, I think we've done it in quite a good time. It's, I think it saves time not having the actual skid marks separately and things. We didn't spend Yeah, let us know what you it. think about that. Um, yeah. We quite enjoy it, but putting them, the top mark and the skid mark into the middle of the podcast. So, yeah, if you've got any opinions on that, is there anything you'd like to ask us or discuss, let us know. Yes, um, and talking of asking and discussing, we should we talk about the special we're going to do on Sunday? You mentioned yes. that briefly. So on Sunday, we're going to go through. Obviously, we're going to do an end of year special. We're going to talk about our favorite matches of the year, our least favorite matches of the year, our favorite superstars, brands, shows, everything. Um, basically, a roundup of uh, 2021 on our favorite things and least favorite things. We should have a guest, a special guest on the show as well, uh, someone who's not been on the pod before. So that is great. Um, hopefully, uh, our recharge wrestling writer Tyler will be on with us and. Um, yeah, really looking forward to to discussing those things with you as an end of year uh, special, um, which we're going to record on Sunday and we'll be out early next week. Um, uh, but yeah, that's it for for this week, I suppose. Um, we'll be back, like I say, with that special and then we're back next week. I think it will be a fairly quiet show next week. I don't think there's any big shows. I mean, the next big show I think we've got coming up is day one now. Winter is coming is over. Um, I think there's a couple of pre-recorded. The Christmas period will be, the shows will be, quieter i imagine um and probably shorter but so yeah that's all for this week uh let's go recharge our batteries um you can follow us on twitter at recharge wrestle and on facebook too um don't have much of an online presence there but you can follow us there um also follow robot republic under at robot republic underscore who we are part of their community they have other great uh podcasts to do with horror gaming and other things as well um follow also on on the robot republic website you can um follow us on there and we have written reviews from tyler um just raw and smackdown at the moment but maybe more in the future um and that's about it for this week so uh yeah see you soon see you next week bye-bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.